Hello everyone, we hope you are doing well. Welcome to the 10th episode of Creative Escape, a small corner of the internet where we discuss the importance of self-expression and creativity. Be sure to take this time to relax and forget the constant agitation that surrounds us. Without further ado, let's, let's dive in. in. Today, we're going to be starting a new type of episode called Frustrated Dreams. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? But okay. <laughs> Because it's our theme song. <laughs> um, basically, it's uh, a space where we talk about dreams that we cannot achieve or will not achieve, like if they were an alternative timeline. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that we can't do them. It's only that we... We didn't have the opportunity to start it when we were younger. That doesn't mean other people don't like having done that before or mm -hmm. haven't started um, when they're older. But it's just something that we wish we would have we could have started earlier. And now we we won't do them, but we still think they're fascinating. Mm -hmm. So in this episode, we're going to be telling two sides of a story <laughs> of a frustrated dream um of mine <laughs> called yeah. ballet so i wish i could be a ballerina because i started ballet when i was i think two years old and it was just like less you know you know when little kids join dance less when little kids receive dance lessons that they're um not they're like introducing them to to the type of dance i think every girl did at some point of their lives yeah ballet not to, classes not to do like a stereotype but it's like a common thing that yeah. parents try to um make kids have the like habit of doing a sport so yeah and i think a lot of parents uh, do it at like a young age because they kind of know that for if they if a girl wants to be a ballerina or a boy or whatever normally they start at a very young age a professional ballerina normally start like around three years old um that was something i was telling sophie earlier it doesn't mean that you can't start ballet when you're older only that ballet eh, your like joints need to be adapted in a certain way and that takes a long time mm -hmm. and when you're younger you're you're more um flexible and it's easier for your body to adapt so that's why um normally professional ballerinas start when they are younger because Their bodies get adapted. Um, and are more malleable. And yeah. More, yeah, they can adapt to the sport. So the other side of the story is going to be told by Mari because she's going to tell the perspective of, of someone who actually does ballet um, and started when she was young and still is in ballet classes. And as we have mentioned, received her points. They're her point shoes earlier this month. Yeah, so it's gonna be like two different sides of the story. And so I think Sophie can start telling like why does a ballet is like her frustrated dream. <laughs> why do so, you like it so much? <laughs> first of all, I think it's a beautiful dance. Aside from the fact that it is really like a demanding sport and it requires a lot of effort and time and pain <laughs> as yeah. well as, as I have seen from your experience. Um, I think that I, I truly admire ballerinas and I I think that similarly to other sports, you the other sports, especially the ones that require flexibility, 
um i think that you start to admire people who dedicate themselves to that i think that i truly appreciate this art form because yeah as i said it's an art form uh, art form as well it's not only a sport it's also um graceful and artistic so i think that's a combination that i really enjoy in sports and in and in um physical activity and i think something else you really enjoy watching and you wish that you had started doing earlier also would be synchronized swimming yeah because it's also really artistic and really graceful and i also admire like tough sports but i think that i'm a delicate person so you i would like, say you like sports that look more delicate and artistic uh -huh. yeah. although they are hard as well like ballet so now that you mentioned it and you like you have seen me like the struggles of ballet and how hard it is well my family considers it a sport and you do as well mm -hmm. but so many people i think that's changing now but so many people don't actually consider ballet or dancing a sport and that is so wrong because <laughs> ballet is basically doing like it requires the same physical ability as any other sport mm -hmm. and you have to add that you need to look so um effortless and and delicate and like if you weren't trying so yeah. i think those two make it actually one of the hardest sports because you have like to think of so many details that you don't realize until you're actually in a ballet class for example your posture every single head movement is calculated you need to look upwards or downwards or to the side or to the other side like you need to think of what the audience is seeing You need to think about the arms you're moving so the audience looks at this way and not the other way. You need to, to think about um, if you're rotating your feet the correct way or if you're moving it wrong. It's like so many details, like small details that I think people actually don't consider. But ballet has so many elements. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that um, thing of actually calling it a sport, I think it's something all ballerinas appreciate. <laughs> Yeah, so the other thing that, like, let's talk about why I consider it a frustrated dream because, yeah, as you mentioned, ballerina started at a very early age and I started at a earlier, very early age. You were like three years old, yeah. like the normal age to start. Uh-huh. And I decided to, like, I left the academy I was at because my mom didn't like the pressure that they were putting on little kids or Or someone told her that as they got older, it would be much more like a um, a toxic environment. Yeah, a toxic environment. So we left that academy and we were actually searching for another academy. And um, and then when they asked me if I wanted to to join ballet again, to do ballet again, I said no. <laughs> and and they asked me like if I wanted to start, and I said yes. Yeah, and I think it was a couple of of years later because i think i did it like i did it like for two years and then i left and then i believe i was around six years old when i was going to start again but then i said no and then they asked mari who i think she was no i was i was I, six she, so you, you were, were older, older so i so i was nine yeah i think you stopped for a, a reason for a really long well, we yeah. forgot the, the actual age and yeah. everything but i know i started when i was like in first grade yeah So I, I started later than usual because like usual is three years old. I started when I was six or seven. I don't really remember. So I have done it for a couple of years now. 
and and that doesn't mean age if you start like a younger age that makes you a better ballerina a great example of that you can start ballet at any age is misty copeland that she is um a principal dancer at abt and like a very important uh, ballet company in united states and she started i think actually doing ballet when she was 14 so she's a great example of that ballet doesn't really have an age and that if it's really your dream and your passion you can start whenever you want i think that that is a really important aspect to take into account when you're trying to pursue a dream because you shouldn't be discouraged by the fact that you didn't start at an early age or that you don't have the advantage that other people may have but i wanted to make ballet part one of this frustrated dreams um segment or type of episode because i think that although i truly enjoy ballet i don't have the dedication or the amount of passion that it requires for you for someone to pursue it full time so mm -hmm. i think that you are also at that point where you love ballet but you don't know if you want to do it as a career yeah. because the problem with ballet is that if you want to be a professional ballerina i think their like their careers actually start when they're like 16 so it's like choosing a, if you want to be a ballet dancer for the rest of your life in a really young age mm -hmm. so i don't think i'm gonna do it because like i, I think i'm late <laughs> mm -hmm. but that's the thing like i think you can still like i could still try but i don't know if if i want to leave it as a hobby because mm -hmm. i know being a professional ballerina is so physically consuming and and it's so hard because they dance eight hours a day every day yeah and i think that it also connects to the fact that you have to choose like if you have to choose a career at 18 years old at least here in colombia where we typically have to choose what we're going to study at 18 like once we graduate from school um we have to go directly into the career we don't have like a college system here you just go directly into university and if that's a tough decision at 18 years old where when you're supposed to be an adult already physical careers tend to last not so long mm -hmm. you see that's soccer play soccer players retire like at 50 or no or not, like not at, at 50 like at maximum 40 yeah maximum 40 or 40 something and it's a, like a short lived career but it's still like a fruitful career but yeah, because you have you, to make that decision when you're really young because it it's so physically consuming like i already said that your body at some at one point it just like it doesn't give more mm -hmm. like to what they ask you it just can't do it we can, we have watched documentaries and things like that and Mari has also talked like from her experience of watching older ballerinas that they their feet huh they are basically destroyed every single day <laughs> yeah it's it's not like a like the pictures if you google like point shoes and you see the pictures that are like bleeding you your feet get tired bruised. and bruised it's not like our feet are bleeding every day yes sometimes they bleed and sometimes nails fall off but it's more like the that the changes that we experience in our feet mm -hmm. like, like an, an anatomically molding your body <laughs> yeah yeah exactly 
basically that's why I think ballet is a frustrated dream for me. Mm, at least at this point, maybe I will try it later in life, but I will never get to the point of of having the option to choose if I want to be a ballerina because as as we have mentioned, it requires a lot of time, a lot of effort and and making your body and changing your body and molding it into what a ballerina requires um physically so for me that's a that's a frustrated dream however um i could still try it later in life like as a as a hobby and i yeah. think that's that's valuable as well yeah so i think something you actually admire a lot from ballerinas is flexibility mm -hmm. and and you want to be flexible and actually sophie is very um naturally flexible i think she has hyperextension if that's how you say it in english <laughs> that i think i also have it but i think sophie has it like in another level <laughs> because she if she stretches like for i don't know one month like every single day she like beats me in <laughs> flexibility <laughs> and ballerinas look at really weird things like for example your foot foot arches so like i see her point her feet and i'm just like wow i wish i had your feet <laughs> it's like a very weird compliment but you realize that it's important in ballet and it's a very nice thing to have if you're a ballerina when i was around three years older like when i started ballet that age <laughs> yeah. um my parents took me to a doctor i don't know what kind of doctor if it, if it was a pediatrician or, or i don't know um and that's when they told me that i was born like the flexibility thing And when I, like, I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't know I had it until later when I wanted to go back to ballet classes. And my parents told me, like, yeah, you have the yeah. skill to to be a ballerina because you have the flexibility and all that. And, okay, no, wait, let's make a clarification because I know that's kind of a thing in ballet. That you don't need to be flexible to be a ballerina. Ballet has a lot of aspects like I already mentioned, it's not only flexibility. I think that's what people mostly see because you're throwing your legs up in the air and doing these crazy things. And that's a very important aspect, yes. But strength, I would say it's more important than flexibility. Mm -hmm. Because if you have the flexibility and you don't have the strength, then how are you going to uh, throw your leg upwards if you don't have the like strength yeah, to do it that's completely true so i know ballerinas don't don't necessarily have the flexibility they are flexible but they are not hyper uh they're not born with that condition of being like hyper flexible or whatever it's called but they are very strong and for example ballerinas that are very flexible they need to work on their strength so it's like things that vary depending on the person mm -hmm. but um It doesn't mean that if you're not flexible, you're you can't be a ballerina. Yeah, yeah, it's important to make that clarification. But when I when I was told that I had that condition or like that capability, yeah, <laughs> um, I realized that like I felt like I was missing out on a chance to be like mm -hmm. a really good ballerina. So like that is were, really frustrating. You using your skill, yeah, <laughs> and it's something that we mentioned on our podcast episode with audrey audrey which comes out this sunday so if you want to check it out you can search it on any platform she is a great great podcast host and she does really cool episodes and we have um an episode coming up on soul and we mentioned on that episode that um sometimes you feel like 
you're not doing enough because you're missing out on the opportunities that present themselves to you. And I felt like that was one of these times where I was missing out on an opportunity that could change my life because I felt like I was not um, sort of using the gifts that God gave me. (laughs) Yeah, you like using your capability of being flexible Uh that you weren't using it for anything. Yeah. But I think that if... If you have it, you can also use it. You can just stretch every day and mm-hmm. just be someone that studies and has <laughs> extreme flexibility. Like, I think that's so cool. But, like, you don't necessarily need to use, like, every single thing you have. Like, mm-hmm. for example, you're really good at reading. You That doesn't mean you have to re- read every single book that exists on exactly. planet Earth. That's something that is really hard to come to terms with because you feel like, at least in our case, I think that we both have this that we have to use every single opportunity. For example, extracurriculars. And that is a little bit <laughs> out of the topic, but um, when you feel like you have to take every single extracurricular on earth because you don't know if you have a pot- if you have great potential for something. Or if you have a hidden talent. A hidden talent. And you want to explore all of that, so you have a lot of opportunities and a lot of chances. But you, it's also important to understand that you can't possibly do everything in life. For today's segment suggestions of the week, we have two useful apps, Tide and FitOn. The first one is a wellness app that has different features like focus and breathe. You can personalize it and change it depending on what you like or what you're looking for. The second one is called FitOn and it is an app where you can try your favorite type of workout, from Pilates to HIIT. Today we have very exciting news because we have a very special message from a listener. Hey everybody, it's Mr. Pugarin. I want to leave this message uh, for the creators of the Creative Escape podcast. I'm a big fan. Um, I've been following you guys since the beginning. Uh, Listening to the episodes, I really enjoy the interview. I love the casualness of the conversation and the topics that are brought up. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Mr. Pulgarin. If you want to leave us a message, you can do so through the link in our description or go to our Instagram and send us a DM. We can include it in future episodes. That is all we have for you today. We hope you enjoyed. And also, if you have any recommendations, ideas, or anything else, we have an email where you can contact us at. It is creativeescapepodcast.gmail.com. Also, we have an Instagram account called Creative Escape Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed, that you had fun, and that you tune in for future episodes as well. Bye! Bye.